ladies and gentlemen, I want to share with you that some of you already know that it's hard. It's not easy. How's it going, everybody? I'm your host, Dylan Trevino, and you're listening to another episode of the Hoopview Podcast. If this is your first time listening to my podcast, make sure to go check out some of my previous episodes and then come back to this one. Before I get started talking about the topics that I'm going to be covering today, I would like to give you a word from our sponsors, and that is Make and Bite Custom Rods by Augie Hinojosa. You can't beat the quality or the price. Make sure to contact him for all your custom fishing rod needs. With that being said, let's go over the topics that I'm going to be covering today. If you listened to my last episode, you know that today I'm going to be covering the ugly side of basketball that no one wants you to see. There are so many scandals and investigations that go on throughout basketball, but the reason I picked these three is because of how diverse they are. The three stories I'm going to be covering today are Santa Rosa's head coach Johnny Cipriano's contract not being renewed by the school board, Brian Bowen's paid-to-play scandal, and Michael Jordan's suspicious early retirement from the NBA. So without wasting any more of your time, let's get into the first story I'm going to be covering, and that is Johnny Cipriano's contract not being renewed by the Santa Rosa School Board. Before I get into the whole story, I'm going to give some background information on Johnny Cipriano. Before coaching, Cipriano played basketball for Santa Rosa High School in Santa Rosa, Texas. And after graduating, he decided to go for the coaching job at Santa Rosa High School. Cipriano has been coaching at Santa Rosa for 22 years and was also named the school's athletic director in 2017. In his 22 years of coaching, Cipriano has led the Santa Rosa Warriors to 16 district titles, 9 Sweet 16 appearances, and 3 trips to the UIL State Tournament. After hearing his resume, I'm sure you're thinking the same thing that I was thinking, why would Santa Rosa let this man go? Let's get into the story. On April 29, 2020, the Santa Rosa School Board decided by a 4-3 vote not to renew Coach Cipriano's contract. This came as a complete shock to the Santa Rosa community and has affected a lot of people, especially his basketball players. CJ Olivares, who was a sophomore this past season, made a video posted by Real Sports Live talking about his relationship with Cipriano. In the video, Olivares says, Coach is more than just a coach to me. He is like a father figure. He also says we are more than just players to him. He cares about each and every one of us and does everything in his power to make sure we succeed on and off the court. I'm pretty sure everyone listening right now has the same idea. How could Santa Rosa not renew this man's contract? I was thinking the same thing, but after doing some digging, I may have found some possible reasons why the coach did not get his contract renewed. One of the reasons that I did hear going around is because Coach Cipriano did not play a board member's kid. I could really see that happening because, you know, politics do play a big part in sports in high school. It may not be completely true, but I could see it being a possibility. Another possibility of Cipriano's contract not being renewed is that in May 2019, an assistant coach of Cipriano's was charged and indicted with one count of improper relationship and six counts of sexual assault. I know a lot of you are thinking, what does this have to do with Cipriano? But a lot of people were pointing at him because this happened under his watch and was never reported. In my opinion, I think both of those reasons are false, but I also can't find a real reason as to why they wouldn't renew the coach's contract, especially with the resume that he had and how much he's done for the school and the community. I truly do feel bad for Cipriano. When I was in high school, I played against Santa Rosa, and when he coached, you could just see how much he's determined to win and how much of the love of the game he has. And I know for sure I'm not the only one that feels this way. I'm pretty sure everyone that's either played for him or even played against him feels the exact same way that I do. My heart goes out to Santa Rosa because I know they really did not want to see Coach Cipriano go. Members of the community have gathered to support Cipriano, making signs and spreading the good word about him. And I'm sure the school's really feeling pressure because on some of the signs, they say they will never forget the 4-3 vote. As for Cipriano, I don't know what the future holds for him, but I'm sure it's going to be bright no matter what. 
He's an amazing coach, and I feel like he'll help a program no matter where he lands at. Now that we've got high school out of the way, let's talk about one of the biggest scandals in NCAA history. The next story I'm going to be covering is Brian Bowen III and the pay-to-play scandal. Just to give some background information on Brian Bowen, he went to La Lumiere High School. He was a five-star recruit, and was ranked 14th in the nation as a senior. He averaged 22 points per game in high school, was a McDonald's All-American, and had offers from UCLA, UT, Michigan State, Arizona, Creighton, and Louisville. Now that you have some information on him, let's talk about why Brian Bowen went from the top to the bottom. When Brian Bowen first announced his top five picks of schools that he was considering to commit to, Louisville was not even a part of that list. After taking longer than most players did to commit, he surprisingly decided to commit to the University of Louisville. After he had committed to Louisville, during an investigation conducted by the FBI regarding coaches taking and giving money, Brian Bowen's name came up when the FBI revealed that he had received $100,000 from Adidas and Louisville to go to school there. Brian Bowen himself said he had no knowledge of the money being received, and it was revealed that Brian's father was the person receiving the payment. After the investigation was concluded, multiple Adidas employees and Louisville assistant coaches were fired, and head coach Rick Pitino, along with the Louisville athletic director, were placed on administrative leave. With all the stuff going on at Louisville, Bowen thought it would be best for him to transfer to South Carolina, but was only allowed to practice because of the NCAA's transfer rules. After one year of only being able to practice, he eventually lost his NCAA eligibility and decided to declare for the 2018 NBA draft after not being able to play a single game in college. After declaring for the NBA draft, at the last minute he chose to pull his name out of the draft completely. As a last resort, he then decided to sign with an Australian league team overseas. After taking his name out of the draft, a lot of people probably thought that that would be the end of Brian Bowen, but after a year overseas on July 1st, 2019, he signed a two-way deal with the Indiana Pacers, meaning that he would play for the Indiana Pacers and the Pacers G League team, the Fort Wayne Mad Ants. And currently, he is still trying to earn a spot on the Pacers final roster. When I first heard about this, it was a real big shock to me because I did watch Brian Bowen's high school highlights on YouTube all the time, and to see his career just kind of go down the drain at the time, it really did suck. In my opinion, I do think that Brian Bowen would have had a brighter future if none of this would have happened. And what makes it worse is that Brian Bowen may have not even known about the money that his father was receiving. If his father really did do that to him, that's really messed up because no kid deserves that. And Bowen didn't deserve to have a bright future taken away from him just because his father was greedy. I know Brian Bowen has been through a lot, but I feel like he can do great things if he just forgets about his past and focuses on his future. Now that we've got done with college, let's talk about one of the biggest NBA conspiracies and that is Jordan's suspicious early retirement. Everybody knows who Michael Jordan is, but if you don't, he's just the greatest player of all time. With that being said, let's get into the story. In 1993, one day before training camp started for the Chicago Bulls, Michael Jordan announced that he was retiring from the NBA. This came as a shock to his fans because he was only 30 years old at the time and had just come off a three-peat with the Chicago Bulls. After his retirement in 1994, Michael Jordan decided to join the Chicago White Sox minor league baseball team. His reason for joining the team was to honor his father, who was a huge baseball fan and had recently just passed away. People started to question whether or not that was a real reason for Michael Jordan's retirement. Many speculated that the reason he retired was to cover up a gambling suspension issued by the NBA, and the only reason it was covered up is because the NBA wanted to keep it quiet. Back in the day, it was no secret that Michael Jordan was a big gambler. Throughout the season, he would take trips to Atlantic City and spend hours and hours at casinos. In one instance, Michael Jordan gambled until 5 a.m. and flew to New York the same day to play a playoff game against the New York Knicks. I just want to pause the story for a second. 
You really have to look at the type of freak in nature that Michael Jordan really was. This man would gamble till 5 a.m., fly the same day to a city, and drop 40 against the New York Knicks. If that doesn't make you the greatest player of all time, I don't know what does. Now that I got that off my chest, let's get back to the story. In 1992, during an investigation the FBI was conducting when investigating a high-stakes gambler, the FBI found a $57,000 check made to their person of interest signed by Michael Jordan. After the FBI had discovered this, the NBA led an investigation of their own into Michael Jordan's gambling problems. In 1993, another accusation was made about Jordan's gambling addiction, which caused the NBA to launch a second investigation. After the second investigation was launched by the league, Michael Jordan shockingly announced that he was going to retire from the NBA. A week after Jordan announced that he was going to retire, NBA Commissioner David Stern had a press conference stating Michael Jordan's case was concluded and that he was clear. Now that we've gone over this conspiracy, let me give my opinion on it. I really could understand Michael Jordan retiring and going to play baseball for his dad that had recently just passed away, but I really don't think Michael Jordan would have left the league at the time that he did because they were doing so good and he had just come off three championships with the Chicago Bulls. One thing I can see being true is that the NBA really did want to cover up Michael Jordan being suspended. At the time, the league was doing very well, and I don't think they wanted to have the league's best player have such a dark image attached to him. One thing that doesn't sit well with me is that after one week of Michael Jordan's retirement announcement, the league magically concluded their investigation. I don't believe that was a coincidence, and that's one of the big factors that made me believe that the NBA really did cover up Jordan's suspension. With that being the end of the story, I think there's some things that you really got to think about. The NBA wanted to keep their image clean so bad that the greatest player did something so crazy and they decided to cover it up. And this gambling thing for Jordan wasn't very rare. In fact, he did it on a regular basis. And it wasn't small amounts of cash either. Michael Jordan's name was found on multiple checks from fifty dollars to $100,000. This happened a long time ago and I know Michael Jordan has spoken on it before, but I really don't think we will ever find out the truth about what happened. And that is the final dirty side of basketball story that I have today. These stories were a lot of fun for me to talk about, and there are also some other stories that I would like to talk about in the future, such as Latrell Sprewell choking his coach, Tim Donahue fixing NBA games, and the malice at the palace. So if you would like a part two of the ugly side of basketball, please let me know because I would love to do an episode like that again. Before I start ending this episode, I'd like to give you another word from one of our sponsors. This episode is also sponsored by Fred Salinas with the Badger Bulletin. Make sure to check out the Bulletin to stay informed about everything that is happening in the Badger community. With so many obstacles and everyone trying to adjust during this difficult time, it is important for the class of 2020 to still feel special and congratulated. If you know any of the graduating seniors, post a picture or share a memory of them to remind them that we, as a Badger community, are very proud of their efforts. Also invite all of your friends and family to post about the seniors they are proud of, and make sure to add hashtag HoopView to your post. And finally, I just want to thank all of my listeners that continue to listen to my podcast every Sunday. If you don't, make sure to tune in every Sunday on Spotify and Apple Podcasts to get the latest Hoop View episodes. And if you want to stay updated with my podcast, make sure to follow me on Instagram and Twitter at Hoop View Podcast. I really like connecting with you all, so if you ever have opinions or want to give me some feedback on my episodes, please do because it just makes me try to get better and better. Also, I know this was another short episode, but I'm just trying to see what works for y'all, so I want y'all to let me know whether y'all like the longer or the shorter episodes more. And finally, I'll let y'all go with the signature Hoop View quote of the day. With all the negative type of stuff that we talked about today, I want to leave you with a positive quote for anyone that's going through something right now that they feel that they won't overcome. And that quote is, everything negative, pressure, challenges are all an opportunity for me to rise by the late and great Kobe Bryant. Stay safe out there and make sure to wash your hands. Until next time. Well, the next
saying, ladies and gentlemen, I want to share with you that some of you already know that it's hard. It's not easy.